This is Roof English Radio with Darenata, daily English language radio from Iceland's national broadcaster, Roof. Hello, welcome to Roof English Radio. I'm Darren Adam. Thanks very much for joining me today. It is Monday, it's the 12th of February, as we have our conversation around 2.30 in the afternoon. The hot water supply is returning to the Reykjanes Peninsula and those areas which have been without hot water now for a few days. And the excellent news is not just that that is happening, but that that is happening ahead of schedule. You'll recall that on Friday night, of course, the attempts that were being made to restore the hot water supply from the Svartsengi power station were thwarted when the new pipeline that was being constructed was damaged. And that really did set things back and led to a very uncomfortable and cold weekend across much of the southwest corner of Iceland, across the Reykjanes Peninsula. The excellent news, though, is that the schedule which we then found ourselves on, which had been delayed, has now been advanced once again, thanks to the absolute geniuses, in the words of Paul Ertland, who is director of HS Vetur, uh, speaking to Rove this morning. The absolute geniuses who've been working, he says, and rightly, completely tirelessly since the pipes were laid. He says, we can say that ingenuity and energy are overcoming the forces of nature in this regard. Usually it takes a long time to get materials. You have to go to tender. You've got permit issues. Then you have to negotiate and do all of that. We can say, though, he says, that everyone here just went directly to work. The contractors, the welders, the mechanics, and residents can expect water in their homes today or if not, then in the very near future. As we sit here, the water is starting to flow. By the end of Monday, it is certainly hoped that a hot water supply will be available across the peninsula once again. And various people from Suthernes have been making use, for example, of the uh, swimming pools and the shower facilities that have been available outside of the peninsula. Of course, this has only ever affected the southwest corner, the Reykjanes Peninsula, the capital area from Hapnifjörður all the way through Reykjavik and all of the other towns have not been affected. So thank you to the absolute geniuses. And who would take issue with that description? who've been doing astonishing work to restore hot water. Hopefully by the time you hear this, if the water is not back on, it will be very, very soon. Further advice from HS Veto, though, is of course to take things slowly once the hot water starts to flow. They recommend that people set the temperature low to begin with and don't raise it until the radiators and the underfloor heating systems start to heat up then the temperature can be increased slowly. They also ask people to pay close attention to the intake area and to the other pipes that are nearby when water is let into the system to make sure everything is safe. Systems may have suffered damage because of freezing during the period of heat loss. They also say that if a leak is noticed or you notice any frost damage, then the inlet ought to be blocked and the damage reported to HS Vator, their phone number is 422-5200. You can also email them at hsvator at hsvator.is. They also say that their staff and civil defence will help people to the best of their ability. And one of my, you know, as if the story of the absolute geniuses is not inspiring enough, I think this comes a very close second. The... 1,800 tonnes of hot water that have been trucked into the supply 
in Sudanes to protect distribution systems. Ten tankers full of hot water have taken themselves from Hapnefjörde to Sudanes to protect the distribution systems. This is a collaboration between HS Vator and Civil Defence. Water diverted to the places where the distribution system is vulnerable to low flow and pressure issues, and this will reduce the chance of damage when that water flow is fully restored. That is, of course, expected maybe even as we speak, but certainly by later today, one would hope. Repna Halgrimsdottir, who is director of HS Vota's heating supply, says that this so-called truck supply was organised to help the residents of Sudanes. At one point yesterday, between 25 and 30 litres of water were being delivered every second. And the other amazing thing about this is that when the water was collected from Hapnefjörde, it was at 80 degrees centigrade. By the time it had been driven to Sudanes and pumped into the system to protect it from those issues, it had only dropped to 70 degrees centigrade. So that's quite incredible work that is going on and a really innovative project, I think, this collaboration between HS Vator and Civil Defence. So good news, it seems, this afternoon after those very dispiriting setbacks late on Friday night after that meeting that was held by Civil Defence uh, on uh, Saturday afternoon, it was around five o'clock. Things did look quite grim, and I don't minimise just how grim they will have been if you've been in the Sudanese Peninsula, if you've been in Sudanese, I should say, over the last few days without a hot water supply. Because it's worth underlining, again, if you're listening to this outside of Iceland, electricity is not used, really, in Iceland for heating. We rely on the hot water, which is plentiful and cheap and comes out of the ground with tremendous ease most of the time. That is how homes are heated, to the extent that... In Iceland, we very often heat our homes, we put the heating on, and we also open the windows at the same time because the heating and the hot water that provides it is so very, very cheap. It's often not even charged as part of people's rent, the hot water supply. But of course, that means that when the hot water supply doesn't work for whatever reason, if, for example, lava from a volcanic eruption runs across those pipes and destroys them, as we saw then we really are left in some difficulty. And there were some power shortages across the peninsula over the last few days as people turned to alternative sources of energy to heat their homes, specifically electricity. People were also using gas canisters and cylinders uh, as an alternative as well. That potentially brings its own problems. People are perhaps not familiar with using gas calendars, canisters, I should say, and cylinders. I certainly wouldn't know how to connect or use one safely. I think a lot of people would have difficulty with that. So the sooner the hot water is back on, the sooner that becomes the primary source of energy to heat people's homes, the very better. And of course, as we sit here and have this conversation, as I say, 2.35 Monday afternoon, everything crossed that that is happening very, very quickly. The other story of note, I think, as we bring this part, perhaps, of our eruption coverage to a close, is that before too long, we'll be looking at this situation once again. Land, it seems, is beginning to rise once again at Svartsengi. 
all the hallmarks are there so far, as far as one can tell at this early stage, that we're looking once again at another volcanic eruption before too long. It's also worth remembering that this eruption, which was the third in as many months and the sixth in five years, this eruption, until those hot water pipes were damaged, until the lava made its way at tremendous speed across Grindavikavega, the, the road connecting Grindavik to the north of the peninsula, until those things happened, this appeared to be a relatively minor eruption in that it was likely to not last for a very long time and did not at the outset appear to be in a place that was going to cause any particular difficulty. That, of course, changed once we knew where the lava was flowing and with it the damage to the water supply. We could then, therefore, within three or four weeks, be looking at another eruption. Let's keep everything across that this one, when it happens again, if land continues to rise, if there is another eruption, it's a small one, it's a brief one, it happens somewhere that's not of particular consequence, and the lava flows in a direction that's not of particular uh, uh, consequence. I think we're we're probably due that, aren't we? We, It certainly feels like we're owed that, and the people, not least of Grindavik, but the wider Reykjanes Peninsula are probably owed a bit of a break, I would suggest. So thank you for following along with our coverage of the events of the last few days. It doesn't feel like it'll be too long before we're back here doing this once again. But as I say, hopefully in circumstances that don't pose any sort of threat, not just to life as this eruption does not, but neither to infrastructure either. Thanks very much for listening. This is Roof English Radio. We shall return to what you might call our scheduled programming tomorrow, but you can get in touch with us anytime by email. We are english at ruv.is. There is more from Roof English with all the news from Iceland in English at ruv.is slash English. Roof English Radio is a daily English language radio from Iceland's national broadcaster, Roof.